Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, family, we're continuing in our series. We're continuing in our series, Overcoming the Storms, Getting to Glory. Overcoming the Storms, Getting to Glory. We're going to go back in the Bible. I want to look back in the book of Mark. The book of Mark, this time we're looking at chapter 5. The book of Mark, chapter 5. We're going to begin at verse 1 today. Mark 5 and 1. And here our scripture reads, it says, And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, Immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him. No, not with chains because that he had seen or he had been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him. And the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he had said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, and he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. For we are many. Today we're going to speak from the subject. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Listen, when I received the title of this message, I couldn't help but thinking about the hit song from the Jackson's reunion album titled Triumph on their tour. I couldn't help but remember that and think about that when it came to me. And some of you right now are hearing the tune back and the melody in your head. Some of you have gotten up and start dancing around in your room and wherever you are. But I need you to sit back down. I need you to sit back down. This isn't the time for that. Okay. You can do that afterwards. <laughs> this isn't the time for that. And some of you are saying, yeah, Jackson's. And some of my, my younger people, you are pulling up trying to Jackson's. Oh, my goodness, what is that? Listen, you can do that later as well. You can do that later as well. But the song actually, which was titled, Can You Feel It? This song was about the love of mankind uniting people everywhere. That's what this song was about. And it was saying, can you feel it? But I, I want you to know we're going to talk about another feeling today. That's not the feeling we're talking about. We're going to talk about something else today. I want you to look with me at verse number two. Look at verse two. Here it says, And when he was come out of the ship, speaking of Jesus, immediately 
there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him no not with chains because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the fetters broken in pieces neither could any man tame him neither could any man tame him meaning they could not restrain him they could not hold him as soon as jesus came out of the ship a man came to him out of the tombs who was possessed by a demon this man was possessed by a demon theologians believe that the disciples out of fear probably stepped back from him seeing the condition and seeing his condition they they saw everything they stepped back but the reality is that he was a human being in a desperate condition it's important to remember that he was a human being in a desperate condition in fact jesus saw a man in spite of his condition when others would see him otherwise in other words people would look at him and not see him as human they wouldn't see him as someone troubled. They wouldn't see him as someone perplexed. They see him in his condition and look to judge him and try to contain him. Not for his safety or the safety of others, but simply out of fear. Because that's the only way they would see him. So therefore, Jesus saw him a little differently, though. You see, the scripture also says in, in looking at this man, or actually before that, because Jesus saw him differently, it was the compassion of Christ that would impact the life of this man. The compassion of Christ would impact the life of this man. And we're going to get to that a little later. The scripture says that he had his dwelling among the tombs. He had his dwelling among the tombs. Theologian Herschel Hobbes said that there are many caves or there are many caves in the area which were probably used as places for burial. Many caves in this region and in that area where they would simply put the bodies. Now, those that had the financial wherewithal, they would actually completely embalm the body and they would wrap the body well they would put the body securely in there and try to put something to cover the body so that nothing could bother it no animals or no one else could harm the remains of their loved ones but those who did not have the resources all they could do was take the body and cast it into a cave to be out from the sight of others that's all they could really do However, this place, it means that this man had made his home in this place. He made his home in this place, this graveyard, these tombs is where he was there and lived. It was a place of death, even 
some exposed bodies, as I mentioned, and, and troubled memories were cascaded in this place. And this is where he lived. This is where he lived. Many of us today find ourselves trapped in places of painful memories, dead ideas, and complete isolation is where we find ourselves. It feels like we're trapped, but I need somebody to type in chat, set free. Set free. Listen, the Bible tells us whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So therefore, you don't have to be trapped by these painful memories. You don't have to be trapped by the dead ideas that brought you to a place of brokenness and loss. You don't have to be trapped among the tombs. Says type is set free. You can be set free. You can be set free. This was also a place where they attempted to bind him and restrain him, to which his response was to break those shackles into pieces. Every time they tried to hold him, he broke loose. Every time they tried to restrain him, he broke away. He had this strength that could not be contained. In the middle of death, in the middle of these tombs, nor it says that no man could hold him down. He was possessed and the demonic force could not be held in check. Could not be held in check. But I want you to look with me at verse number five. Verse five is very interesting. Here it reads, and always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. Crying and cutting himself with stones. He, he terrorized the adjacent community, hearing his blood-curdling screams night and day. Can you imagine that for a moment? You hear this scream right as you're drifting off to sleep and the scream wakes you up and it terrifies you. And you, it's so loud, it seems like it's right outside your window or right outside your door. You're getting ready to start your day and you're thinking everything is fine and all of a sudden you hear the scream and the scream terrorizes you. It, it fills you with fear. It makes you think about the safety of your loved ones because you don't know what the condition of the person is who's bringing about this scream. This is what they heard day and night. This man, though, as we look at him, this man was tortured by his very thoughts that never seemed to end. He was tortured by his very thoughts. Every time he closed his eyes to simply get some peace, every thought kept coming back to him about the mistakes of his past, the things that he had done, the things he said, the things he wanted to apologize for, but no one would accept because they remember the last time he caused pain and yet every time he tried to get rest, he was attacked by the thoughts that were in his own mind. 
things that he seemed like he could not get away from, he could not get, get over, he kept coming to him over and over again. But, when, but then Mark's account details something that Luke nor Matthew mentioned. Here, I want you to know, again, this is a story within the Synoptic Gospels that is found in all three of them. Luke talks about everything in such great detail being the physician, but yet there's something here he left out. Matthew is not exactly surprising because oftentimes he takes a 30,000 foot view and allows you to see everything and, and to see things but not necessarily in such intricate detail. But here, Mark made sure to capture this for us. The evangelist captures this, and I believe it's something that we're meant to understand. In fact, the scripture says that he was in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. Crying and cutting himself with stones. Listen, this part of the story cannot be ignored. It cannot be ignored. It's here that we discover that his torment was so great that he constantly tried to harm himself. Constantly. Why is that important? Why is it even an issue to think about or consider? Psychologist Dr. Leah J. Orshenik of Nemours Children's Health had an insightful perspective on why people hurt themselves. They do so according to her, they do so because it's a way some people try to cope with the pain of strong emotions, intense pressure, or upsetting relationship problems. They may, they may be dealing with feelings that seem too difficult to bear or bad situations they think can't change. Some people do it because they feel desperate for relief from bad feelings. People may not know better ways to get relief from emotional pain or pressure. For some, it's actually an expression of strong feelings like rage, sorrow, rejection, desperation, longing, or yes, emptiness. Here it is. These feelings being documented, this being documented here in the 2000s, something that was actually being done two millennia ago. In fact, I would, very, I, would very, I would say that it's probably done even well before then. But here, here, the, 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 the evangelist, the apostle had to document this for our understanding. I want you to understand that this battle with mental health helps us to see this text from a different perspective. You see, oftentimes, those from the health and, 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 and science community will look at this passage and say, oh, this is nothing but, but classic schizophrenia or some other mental health ailment. 
And they'll say, oh, that's what it is. There's nothing more than that. And they ignore the fact that this person has this supernatural strength that cannot be contained. And then those from the spiritual world will look at it and they'll say, oh, listen, because he was able to throw his throw people around, they could not contain him. He, he walked around almost like Samson all the time. Obviously, this is nothing but demonic. And they ignore the fact that there could be some mental health issues involved. You see, the two extremes are just that extreme. But I believe in the middle, we find a truth that Jesus wants us to see. That's why he had him documented. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.